episode 111 rating the kingdom super bowl 57 preview and we have a very special guest before i introduce him coach how are you doing i'm doing good we got the man the myth aaron lad here with us so uh and and the great thing that i wanted to i'm going to steal your thunder but we actually he was on our preseason prediction show oh here we go we predicted that we would be here we did me and aaron did you you're a little off get him get after him yeah I, I said the Chargers. All right, Aaron said it was a, a not a bad pick. It just was not the right one. So it's not the right pick. All right, so KSHB forty one. We have sports taker Aaron Ladd. This guy's been wheeling and dealing all week, and it's only Monday leading up to the Super Bowl. So uh, how are you feeling? I'm tired. Uh, I'm busy. A little bit of everything and nothing at the same time. But that's good. There's only one football game left in the entire NFL slate, and I mean it, it, the fact that the Chiefs are in it, it it's good for uh, for business, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, coach, you had some questions for Aaron on the, cause he was there for uh, the game that led to the game. So yes. And I have to say this, I'll, I'll get to that later, but your post game interviews were on point. Um, Phenomenal. And, uh, smoking a, smoking a bro for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple quick questions for you. Um, so obviously we heard today that Clyde Edwards Hilaire just got activated uh, between him you know, Jet McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, because I can never get his name right as far as pronouncing it goes. How big of an impact do you think those guys have to have for the Chiefs to win this game? Are they kind of like an X factor? Obviously, we know Kelsey and all them, but like they obviously need to have a big impact to, to try to wear down this Eagles defense. Appreciate y'all having me on first and foremost. These Monday moves, extremely important, because I think the biggest question now as we get closer to game time is, Who's going to be healthy for Kansas City in this game? Coming out of that AFC Championship game, some really key guys on the injury report. I'm talking to Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, McCole Hardman, part of the mix. And and then we get a little more more clarity on this Monday as we're recording this. Clyde Edwards-Alaire back up. He last played for Kansas City in Week 11 against the Chargers. And I was always one who was a CEH fan. Obviously, he's not meeting the value of where they drafted him in the first round. But when you're talking a committee backfield approach, which is what Kansas City has as far as their running backs, he gives you that different change of pace. Andy Reid has said in the past that he likes to have different flavors at running back. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a little bit more of a bruising type back compared to Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, who are, are, are smaller in frame and can move a little bit more explosively in the open field. I'm curious to see what CEH looks like in in game play. I mean, it's just been so long since we've seen him play, right? Like the high ankle sprain, which also Patrick Mahomes suffered in the divisional round has been playing just fine since Clyde Orzalera misses almost two months of football with the same injury. I'm curious to see what he looks like when he comes back, how they work him back in, what situations they use him in because they like to use him in the goal line and a lot of the short yardage uh, usage, or maybe if Isaiah Pacheco is the hot guy, they stick with him and CH is just more of a depth piece. We'll get more information as the week continues. Yeah, I would imagine they'll, you know, use him out of the backfield. You know, he's always good on those passing plays, too. So I'm sure we'll see him a little bit, but just as far as him being in game shape, game shape and regular shape are obviously two different things. Um, So another thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about Frank Clark. Obviously, he comes back on like a – on a little bit different of a deal. He took some money off, kind of was playing his contract out. Um, How big of an impact do you think – him and those DNs like him, Karloftis and Dunlap need to have 
uh, just as far because Chris Jones is going to Chris Jones. Chris Jones is stone cold. He it it doesn't matter who you got in front of him. He's gonna he's gonna make plays. But the best those, DT of twenty twenty two, absolutely by far. By far uh, just those guys and their impact on trying to contain Jalen Hurts in the uh, you know and and not letting him do what he does best. And you know that's obviously running the ball. And he you know he's he's a good passing quarterback as well. But just trying to contain him the best they can. Extremely important. I would say the pass rush and the ability to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable from snap number one, it's got to be high on the list of priorities for Kansas City. And that's what we saw them be so successful, or maybe what allowed them to be so successful in the AFC title game. Joe Burrow's first eight plays, six of them are dropbacks, and he sacked three times in, the, in those first eight plays in the AFC title game. He looked uncomfortable. He, a guy that we know who likes to be slippery and can elude sacks, he uh, Chris Jones talked all offseason about a sack that he missed. Joe Burrow having two hands around him, and somehow he still picks up the first down. That didn't happen this most recent time around. Uh, Chris Jones got his first postseason sack in that game. He got two finished in, the, in that Cincinnati game. Uh, Willie Gay gets his sack. George Karloftis, the rookie out of Purdue, gets his first career postseason sack. The ability for the front four, for Kansas City to get pressure on Jalen Hurts with the front four, is going to be extremely important. And I'll say, I'll say even more so, it helps their back end, right? We know how inexperienced and how young this defensive backs room is for Kansas City. When LeJarrius Sneed went down with his concussion, uh, you're talking about four rookies. You're talking about four rookies potentially going up against the best wide receiving core in the league with Higgins, Boyd, and Chase out there. They hold their own, I think, in part because of how active the defensive front is. So, yes, Frank Clark. Yes, Chris Jones. But also George Karloftis and some of those guys. Uh, having to get some pressures on, on Philly's offensive line. You, you being the professional that you are, literally, that was like my next question about about those. That's four. what us doing the the hand signs. Like are, he's are reading your mind, dude. He's he's, he's ahead of the um, game. And yeah, but I think all those guys just stepped up so much against uh, Cincinnati that I mean that's that's a big moment in and of itself. And I think that obviously this will be their probably their biggest test, and we can only hope that they can they play like they did against. Um, the Bengals. Um, now, who who on you know Philly scares you the most? Obviously, Jalen Hurts is you know had you know like a, pretty much like an All Pro season. Who kind of like what's the word? Um, somebody, but somebody that maybe not everyone's talking about is like someone that might scare you a little bit on Philly that that Kansas City really has to zone in on. To me, Dallas Goddard is the name that scares you the most. I know we maybe forgot about him because of the time he missed this year with the injury, but when we talk about some of the best tight ends in the league, his name's got to be in that conversation, top five or wherever you want to place him. Kansas City's linebackers can be exposed in that situation. Uh, Nick Bolton had a franchise year for Kansas City, 180 tackles. No chief has ever had more tackles in a single season than Nick Bolton did this year. And it's still the deficiency shows when maybe his numbers are facing you instead of uh, his face mask and the grill of his face mask. If Philly can find ways to scheme Dallas Goddard in that middle of the field, uh, it it worries me. It it worries me. Absolutely. That'd be the guy that I would pick out of everybody. That's probably where some of the Nick Bolton hate comes from. Cause you know, you're obviously active on Twitter yeah, and Chiefs Twitter for some reason has this like vendetta against Nick Bolton. Heck, I went to Mizzou. I was a Mizzou yeah. student when <laughs> I was a Mizzou student when Nick Bolton was there. I saw all of the deficiencies, and I'll say I was in that crowd. I I, I didn't I didn't go as far as some people may go, and I know Nick Bolton is a very uh, uh, what's the word prolific guy, or people like to to rag on him. 
But uh, going downhill is his strength. I mean, in the run game, you're, you're talking about matching up Miles Sanders against Nick Bolton. You consider that a win for Kansas City, one of the most short tacklers in the National Absolutely. Football League. But his weaknesses are in the past game. And he kind of going back to the AFC title game, he, he had a quieter day because they found ways to turn him around more often than not. And what are we hearing about Willie Gay? Or is are we hoping that he's going to be playing? I haven't I haven't seen any recent updates. Willie Gay was a participant in practice. I, I believe he was a full participant in practice uh, uh, this whole last week. He should be good to go. And, and really, uh, I uh, this is no reporting. Don't put my name on this or don't tag my name on this or whatever. But these guys are going to try their hardest to go, man. It, it's the biggest game of the year. It's the last game of the year. Unless you're in a situation where you absolutely physically cannot go, um, like a McCole Hardman, for instance, they're going to try and give it a go. We saw Hardman leading up to the AFC title game with three limited participant, li- limited practices going into the game. He was a game time decision and got the go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if there's in that situation, maybe a Juju goes three limited and still gets the nod or something like that. Usually Kansas City likes to see you get a full practice in before, but with everything on the line, with Lombardi Trophy on the line, two in the last uh, four years potentially for Kansas City, these guys are going to try and go out there and give it their all. It's it's all hands on deck. And I have to ask you this. Me being, I'm, I'm rocking my Travis Kelsey shirt. I'm a big <laughs> Travis Kelsey guy, as is most of Kansas City. Uh, the dude's obviously electric. He legitimately could, you know, be a WWE superstar. What was, like, your favorite quote? Was it, Burrowhead my ass? Or was it uh, when he was calling the mayor a jabroni? <laughs> I mean, it's just, if you had a favorite. Know your, know your role and shut your mouth. I wonder if he had that planned, you know? I, I wonder if they're sitting around in the, in the facility and they're laughing about the video because we all saw the video and all the lead-up, and, and there was a lot of cringy stuff. I know the mayor kind of got all of the targets on his back because he was the elected official, but there was a lot of stuff coming out that week, man, and I know more so than anybody. I know a lot of people around the team know. They hear this stuff, man. They hear it. They pay attention. I picked Cincinnati last week, and I got a couple of jabs from some of the players. So they they hear it. They 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 know all the yeah. talk. Kansas City's a one and a half point dog in the Super Bowl. First time Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in the postseason. They, best believe they understand what's at stake here, and they and they heard everything coming out of that game. Now it's about how can you turn the page. And Patrick Mahomes kind of talked this week about once you lose a Super Bowl, that sticks with you more so than when you ever win a Super Bowl. And I believe that Tampa game is definitely in some of the veterans' mind leading in leading into this one. A hundred percent. It's 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 like the re- redemption tour. And one other thing about Kelsey, I think one of the lines that he doesn't necessarily get credit for was when he said that uh, Jerry Springer was a better mayor of Cincinnati. So he just it's just <laughs> that he's one just, made its way out there for he's sure. He's just the man. Yeah. So uh, not enough good things you can say about Travis. You got any questions, Brendan? I mean, so you kind of touched on the Dallas Goddard thing. Would you say that that's kind of the most difficult challenge that the Chiefs are going to be facing or I mean, also tied into, you know, I said if they beat the Bengals and Spagnuolo would likely keep his job. But do you think the defense as a whole, this this offense is going to be their biggest challenge or is there something else in mind you see? To me, the challenge for Kansas City is staying on schedule offensively. And we've talked about this before. I have a platform, I have a podcast, Arrowhead Pride podcast. Well, we talk about a lot of their – um, yeah, I got to. Sorry about that. Do we, it. No, <laughs> yeah. we encourage it. We're a family Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. coast to coast every Wednesdays. We use stream we use StreamYard as well, so this is nice and comfortable for me. Uh, we talk a lot about their lulls. Kansas City sometimes will get in these offensive lulls where it seems like nothing's clicking and they can't even get a first down. In the AFC title game, 
There was a lull in the second quarter, almost leading through the third quarter, uh, where, where they couldn't get any points offensively, and they weren't ahead of schedule, and nothing was working. There was at one point leading into this the second quarter, only three carries for Isaiah Pacheco. I remember tweeting out, uh, "What are we doing?" Because that to me is the key to keeping them on schedule, staying ahead of downs, making sure it's in third and manageable. Uh, for Kansas City, I think the best case scenario in this game is you turn it into a shootout, right? You, you turn it into a situation where I put my MVP against your potential MVP and we see who's got the best weapons out there. I think if it's a slugfest, if it's a Brock fight, if it's a brick fight, whatever you want to call it, uh, that leans more in the Eagles' favor because we know how aggressive they are with the run game. We know what they can do uh, behind Jason Kelsey and that offensive line. For KC, open it up and uh, let Mahomes play ball. And I and I know we've been kind of trying to leave his name out of the conversation, Eric, just a little bit. It is over the topic, but if the receivers aren't able to step up, do we still rule the Tyreek Hill trade a success? I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. He's had to ask. <laughs> you God, I cannot believe you actually went there, dude. I, I called an audible. Relax. <laughs> the Tyreek Hill trade is already considered a success. The, the, this team already is success. The, this team winning the AFC and potentially possibly a Lombardi trophy after trading away one of the most explosive players in all of football, it's proof of system. It's proof of product. It's proof that Andy Reid, Brett Veach, and Patrick Mahomes have a synergy that they can plug and play anywhere. And outside of a few expendable pieces, and there was some information that came out today from Albert Breer about what the Chiefs may do with Chris Jones. He's that next guy on that chopping block that Kansas City could potentially trade if he wants to get an extension. But they're, according to, to Breer's information, they see him as one of those cornerstones. They see him as one of those franchise pillars that Absolutely. you build around. Uh, the fact that Tyreek Hill was in Miami and still had a franchise year behind me and you throwing the ball to him proves that he was still as dynamic and still as explosive. But for Kansas City to be uh, seven days away or six days away from possibly hosting the Lombardi Trophy after trading him away, I, I don't think you can see it as anything other than proof of, of success and proof that Kansas City has something special. You gave Eric the answer he wanted. Yeah, so you gave me the answer. I'm smiling. So I'm gonna. I'll finish off because uh, I know you, you have a busy night ahead of you and a busy couple of days, obviously. So I don't know if you saw the script that has been put out about what the score, final score is gonna be. <laughs> the uh, script. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Ridiculous. But um, and all the all the Twitter responses to that have just been hilarious. Um, just great. Uh, what is your prediction for the final score? Oh man, this is tough. I I haven't even really given a prediction yet. So this will be my first. Ooh. official prediction i, okay, I don't know yeah. if i can formulate a score right away but after picking against the chiefs last week i have learned my lesson i've swallowed my medicine i understand what i, I did wrong and <laughs> I, I i can't pick up i can't pick against 15 this week i think uh kansas city emotionally knew how important that game against the Bengals was uh and, and while i did see a large swell of emotion and a large swell of, of relief after that win I believe they have the veterans in their locker room to be able to overcome that and overcome Philadelphia. I don't know what the score is going to be. I'll say Kansas City wins by three, um, but it, it's going to be an exciting matchup. Uh, these two teams, we talked about the two MVP front runners facing off against each other. Yes, it's the, the Kelsey Bowl as well. Donna Kelsey deserves all the love and praise. Salute her for what she did to get her boys in this position. The Andy Reid Bowl as well, him playing against his old team. Uh, no shortage of storylines and i think kansas city fans will be happy after this one 
hundred percent. I I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm glad you I'm glad you read the ship. <laughs> Perfectly picked, said. Picked our voice this week. Well, I, I even said it, uh, that that is the most. That's the the matchup we all wanted was Jalen Hurts and, and Pat Mahomes. And as a Raiders fan, I caught actually. I think we got a few unfollows, Eric. Sorry about that, because he said a, Ra- a Raiders fan should never want the Chiefs in it. But I want entertainment, and that's what this is. So, uh, Aaron, we really appreciate you coming on. You're Thanks busy so of weeks of weeks. Um, good luck down there in Arizona covering everything. And uh, you know, we'll be looking for you on the sidelines. Get some more gems out of the players. Or their appreciate y'all <laughs> we'll talk and, soon and y'all be easy we'll talk thing. one one last thing i'll say to you because i know you're a college basketball guy too congrats on mizzou being watchable this year in, in barely basketball. barely, <laughs> barely. barely. It's, it's better than last year brothers it's better than last year but enjoy enjoy y'all, your week in, in az buddy y'all be easy Thank peace you. out all right so that was uh aaron ladd from kshb 41 sports anchor in kansas city and as you can hear just a class act uh, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports, you guys pay attention because that's your your next yeah, up and comer there. That you know, the guy just speaks 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 the truth and nothing but it. Um, and I don't sense any bias in there either. So that's you know, you don't get that as often in reporters now. But uh, coach, you know, so we got to talk to Aaron about a lot of the points we liked, and I had to bring up my receivers uh comment. Do you think Steve Spagnola will keep his job if the Chiefs lose this week? Uh, you know, there's been a lot of movement, obviously with D coordinators and stuff like that. I don't know if you're going to go out there and find someone better than Steve Spagnuolo right now. Um, you know, he has deficiencies and whatnot, but you know, he showed a lot against, I think Cincinnati. Um, I, I generally think he has the backing of the players. Um, obviously he's got a very young defense, uh, you know, like we talked about four rookies starting in the secondary, um, you know, Jerry Sneed is still young, you know, your, your most veteran guy really, I mean, obviously he's Carlos Dunlap, but I mean, significantly on the D lines, you know, is, is Chris Jones. And I think Chris Jones is probably 27, 28. So. Is Sneed out of concussion be, protocol? Uh, I believe so. Sneed okay. will play. Sneed will play. Um, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, you know, Spagnola has deficiencies, you know, Kansas City defense usually gets a lot of uh, negative press, um, but obviously it's the biggest test of the year this year or this, you know, t- Sunday. So um, they just have to go out there and, you know, don't over blitz it, but do what you do against, against you know, like what you did against Cincinnati and try and contain them. Because I think Cincinnati's got better receivers than uh, – than Philly does. So, um, it'll be a great game. And, uh, you know, I am, I am, I support Spagnola. I just don't think there's anyone really better out there right now. I agree. Unless, uh, D'Amico Ryan's was going to make his way over to you guys, which we, we all know. Well, yeah. And, we, and I predicted he was going to be the head coach of the Texans. So, uh, no, there is, there, there is not anyone better out there. Um, Brian Flores would have been the only guy I would have said. Um, and he's now with Minnesota. So, that's a great pickup for them. Kings of the North. Uh, now, uh, Aaron gave us his prediction. What's yours? My prediction. Um, I'm going to go off script. The NFL wow. script. Wow. I'm, gonna the the NFL script. Script. All right. I'm going to pick the Chiefs as well. Um, you know, it, it's tough to really go score. Um, I think the Chiefs. You know, it, it's got potential to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I think it's going to be uh, – I'm going to go Chiefs 41, uh, Eagles 38. 
Yeah, yeah, I wow. think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. Um, I know, I know the Eagles obviously have a excuse me, extremely good defense. Um, but I think uh, Mahomes and the boys are going to be um, ready to roll. And and like Aaron said, like you know, injuries aside, uh, this is the biggest game of the year. So you you take your extra shot, you know, you uh, you suck it up. And you go out there and play your absolute best, um, and yeah, it's 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 a Super Bowl. This is you know the Chiefs have been obviously three and five years, which isn't typical. Uh, so you have to take that into consideration because you know you know there's Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl and never got back, right? So right. you know Mahomes has been to three and five years. I think that will continue, but don't miss these chances and go out there and get the get the win for Kansas City. You're going to be mad at me. I'm going to go thir- I'm going to go 35-31 Eagles. And I know that we've known each other for 30 plus years and I've only known my son for, you know, single digits, but he is an Eagles fan. He'll be devastated if they lose, I think. Um, but I went over it in my head and you know, coaching, I heard I believe it was Chris Sims. He said he thinks the coaching's pretty even Sirianni and Andy Reid. Um n- no, not not close. So advantage uh coaching I'm going to have to go you know, Andy Reid, obviously quarterback, I'm going to go Mahomes. The ankle obviously still is a factor that we have to think about the second half. You could see whatever uh, shot they didn't give him that first half. I think it was starting to wear off in the second and when he got hit and he's going to have to deal with Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Grimm and that whole crew. It's uh, it, the game. It's not, sorry, not to cut you off, but this is, you know, we're not, I'm not dropping any new knowledge um, here, any any late breaking uh, news, but like it's this game ultimately comes down to the the line, you know, whether it's the D line or the O line, you know, the Eagles probably have the best O line, probably the best D line in football. Um, And, you know, the chiefs have a respectable O line. They have a respectable D line. It's going to be like, who wants it more? And um, that's, that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts are going to have great games. Uh, I think, you know, Travis Kelsey will have a great game. And I'm sure, you know, A.J. Brown or Fonte Smith are going to have great games too. But it's going to really come down to those those men in the trenches. And, you know, just those battles are going to be – It's I, Orlando Brown, this is the game. Yeah, he can, wants his money. You better show it up this, now. This is, this is the – let me get paid. That you can go to Veach and be like, hey, you know, I had – the best game I've played all year. Can I, you know, you're still going to get franchise tag most likely. But, yeah. You're not you getting, know. The, not getting yeah. the tag. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, you know, the, with Miko Harden being out and he's been out for a while and, and Mahomes has been doing it with, with the crew that he's got. And I think he'll continue to do that, but it does, you know, make me concerned for you guys with uh, the lack of, you know, playmakers at the receiver position, but you know, what he did against the Bengals is admirable and it's definitely possible he could do it again, but, you know, I think like Devontae Smith is probably better than any receiver the Chiefs have, which is concerning. Yeah, we're um, not going to win with Sky Moore, uh, Kemp, and MBS as our only three receivers. So yeah, Tony and Juju have to be um, in as best shape as they can be, and uh, it's you know I, I feel like the Eagles are going to center in on Travis Kelsey. A lot of teams try and do that. Not, not, not really any teams can actually can, can contain that man, but uh, you know, Noah Gray. And I think Jody Fortson is going to be playing too. I could see big games from those guys, those guys, you know, you know, low key. So just watch out for that. And, you know, then, then the rushing threat of Jalen hurts something to think about when Joe Burrow was taken off on those uh, two high safety shell coverages, 
I don't think any of us expected to see him run. Spagnuolo is not an idiot, and he's going to expect it from Jalen Hurts. So I think you'll have a spy for that, and maybe we'll see more dime packages than nickel or, or of that nature just to get the big linebackers off the field. But then you got to worry about um, you know the the Philly run game, which is kind of their bread and butter. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Fly Eagles Fly, my friend. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, then I'm the man, and I know everything, and I'm the best. If you're wrong, I will buy your son a, a Chief Super Bowl T-shirt. Why would he want a Chief Super Bowl T-shirt if you're wrong? If I'm right, if I'm right, yeah. Oh, well, he's <laughs> if, not... I'm, if, I'm, if I'm right, yeah, it's my bad. If I'm right, I will buy him a Chief Super Bowl T-shirt. Yeah, what would he want that? What would he want that for? Just, I'm going to try and lead him on the right path. He's still young and impressionable, so I want to get him on the right <laughs> path and, and get him on a team that's going to uh, bring him happiness and joy. Well, I mean, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl too, but yeah, I got you. You won't Join be so Captain joyous if, if they lose. Yeah, Captain Frog. All right, guys. Well, that, that's our Super Bowl episode. Before you watch the game, place your Super Bowl pick best ball or fantasy bets on Underdog Fantasy, promo code RTK. You put in 100, they'll match you 100. That's free money to bet with. I put in my pickums this week. I did two pickums and a rival. I'm going to win big cash. It's going to happen. Coach is doing the same thing. So get your bets in. If you're buying those tickets, get $20 off that $5,000 ticket. I think five is not even available at this point. Uh, using promo code RTK on SeatGeek for all of your ticketing yeah, needs. Yeah, if you want an eighth of your convenience fees taken off, use that <laughs> promo code. So. <laughs> do that um it's hey you got you got to laugh about it you gotta and you know take it for what it's what it's worth but enjoy the super bowl uh you know i will be enjoying it i'm off work thank god and uh enjoy the time with your family friends have a couple eat some pizza eat some wings enjoy yourself and uh, i think we're going to be in for an absolutely fantastic game and then after the super bowl it's nothing but off-season content, off season which is the and stuff we are, that we, we uh, love. We love the pre-draft. We love all that stuff. So a lot of fun stuff coming for you in the future. Yeah, we may take a week off, and then we're going to be right back on it. So um, we'll see you all. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, shout out to Aaron Ladd for coming on. We appreciate you, pal. Thanks, Aaron. Go Chiefs, baby. Let's go!